Hi everyone. Make sure you go and follow Chris Dent on Instagram at physique underscore art for you. That's physique underscore art, the number four, you, the letter you. And check out his website to purchase your very own print of your favorite old school or current bodybuilder today. The links will be in the description down below. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy episode three of Chat With Moi. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Chat with Moi. My guest today hails all the way from the United Kingdom. Uh, famous, famous artist uh, from there has done some incredible portraits of all of our favorite uh, bodybuilders. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Dent. Chris, thank you for joining me today. How are you, sir? Very good, Alexander. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me here. Oh, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Chris, I've been following your career for quite some time now. I mean, you've been... Yeah, you've been an artist for many, many years, and you recently—I won't say one too long ago—started dappling with uh, bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. Come to can see how we got into that. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, yes. Let's start by into this. But first of all, before we begin, um, how's the current situation uh, in your country right now with the coronavirus? How's everyone doing there? Yeah, it, well, the whole country's on lockdown. Uh, I have a few friends who've had the virus. Uh, quite seriously, but look like they're going to be okay. Okay. Uh, a friend of her, ours, uh, her brother died uh, of complications. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, but in general, you know, um, it's not been as bad as a lot of places around the world, so we really can't complain. Okay, good. So at least look at all your friends and family, the ones who are healthy and the ones who do have it. You know, they're recovering quite well. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So I'm glad to hear you're healthy too. You're still uh, practicing your art as always. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know what? Uh, I have to say, man, um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on once again, but I really want to talk about, uh, you know, your, your art career, the beginning, sure. uh, the humble beginning is, is how you got into, you know, oil paintings and let alone how you ventured off into digital oil digital oil paintings. But I think before then, we all started off with a crayon and a piece of paper, correct? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, for me, um, the first thing I remember, the first, the first drawing I remember, uh, my dad had a pencil and paper and he drew a scuba diver. And um, just that one incident stands out in my memory because we began with a blank piece of paper. The next thing, there's a scuba diver. And I, that, that really excited me. Um, my mom, she would draw like stick figures. Um, I, I think my dad was the one who had a leaning towards any kind of uh, art. Um, so that, that was something that I got into. Um, when I was like seven, eight years old, I got into Marvel Comics, mm. uh, Hulk, Spider-Man. Um, the, the, the physiques of the, of the cartoon characters, that, that's something I started to draw. Uh, I really enjoyed doing that. So I, I was doing that through school, got to high school. Just, just the usual art lessons in school. Um, got to high school, and like the last two years before you leave high school in England, you can choose to drop some subjects. Okay. And um, at the time, the art class, uh, they were asking us to draw like uh, shoes, uh, a, a, a vase, a vase, however you say that, things I had no interest in. Uh, so at the time, I decided to drop 
the whole subject uh, of art, and that was 1982. And okay. then I didn't draw anything else until 2001. I'm sorry, 1982 from 2001. You didn't put uh, like brush to canvas, pen, pencil nothing, to paper. Absolutely nothing. No. Well, what, nothing what, what were you doing during that time? Were you just trying to figure out what you wanted to do? Um, for, for some reason, I don't know, art just kind of went to the background. Um, it was 2001, my daughter was born, and I, I picked up a pencil and I began to draw some like uh, cartoon characters for some pictures to put in her room. Okay. Um, that reminded me of the comic books I used to be into. So I got on eBay, uh, bought some old collections of things that I'd had back in the 70s. Um, so I started to draw, you know, Spider-Man and things like that again, uh, just for fun. Um, and then that led into, I love to draw hands, feet, physiques. So I got into charcoal, um, proper charcoal with decent art paper. Um, I, I played with acrylics and uh, oil paints for a while. Um, but, but around that time, a friend of mine who had a laptop, which was a big deal at the time. Yes. Somebody had a laptop. Somebody had a laptop in 2001, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, he, he showed me something like this. So you've got a tablet and you've I, got a pen. Oh, okay. So, um, so I'm not too familiar with the graphic world, but that is a uh, tablet, like you said, a tablet with a pen that you connect to the computer. Yeah. And you're, the, yeah, you just draw, draw right on the tablet. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So if, if this was a pencil and this was paper, you know, but, but whatever goes on there comes on the screen. Exactly. But you um, had this program called Corel Painter. Mm -hmm. which was kind of new at the time. And I, I saw that and I just could not believe the possibilities um, of, of creating art digitally. So uh, that was like 2002. Um, so I really got into that. I'm one of those people who just tunnel vision. You know, I got into that, saw the possibilities, um, started to sell some portraits um, of people. And that led me, I, I did a charity portrait for, for an English football player. And I, um, I saw the video of that. I think that was one of the first posts you, you kind of ever made was, uh, was that? It was yeah. a, young, a younger you back then. That, well, that was, I mean, like this Frank Zane portrait yeah. behind me. That's, that's, um, that's 2009. Frank. 2009, okay. Yeah. So around 2007, mm -hmm. uh, I did a portrait of this guy. Um, it's not the one you're thinking of, but uh, they auctioned that they auctioned okay. the charity. And then that led me to get involved with the guy you're talking about, Alex Ferguson. And Alex Ferguson, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, and, and I did some, some work with some, um, some celebrities from a TV uh, soap opera called Emmerdale Farm. That probably won't mean anything to you. It actually doesn't mean anything to me, but <laughs> I, did, I did the work at the time, you know. Okay. Um, so, like... So uh, painting uh, Alice Ferguson, so you were able to, and, you know, being exposed on national television after that, I mean, you must have had a swarm of people contacting you for uh, commission work, for portraits. Do you know, that's what I thought would happen, but that, that wasn't the case. Um, I, th I, think, I think the culture these days, people are used to going to uh, Ikea or Walmart or whatever, mm -hmm. um, paying like $5, $10 for a picture, or they'll get a photograph. And uh, I, I think something like um, portrait painting is kind of old school for a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know. So I got a lot of interest. I got a lot of publicity with that interview and with some of the work I did back then. But it didn't really turn into what I was hoping it would at that time. But, you know, that's life.
But uh, if we look at now, it's clearly turned into something, uh, you know, a lot more uh, beneficial for you, especially with the exposure that you've been getting. So although that you were, um, you know, doing portraits of celebrities and other athletes, how did you fall into the realm of bodybuilding? Because I believe that your career kind of took off after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, well, took off in the way that I would like. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I've always, I've always worked out from school, you know, I've had dumbbells at home, I've, I've gone to the gym, uh, I've kind of consistently kept, you know, in reasonable shape um, up until now. I'm 52 now. I've got a, I've got a decent home gym downstairs. So I've always had an interest uh, in bodybuilding. Uh, I remember when I was at school, I think it was 1984, Pumping Iron was shown on the mm. TV in England. Wow, just crazy. That was crazy. And there's a scene in Pumping Iron where Arnold's saying, uh, "Milk is for babies. When you grow up, you've got to drink beer." And <laughs> There's like a there's like an auction house or something, and people are passing a portrait of Arnold over their heads. I remember that, yeah. And it's Arnold. He's doing an archer pose, and I remember seeing that and thinking, "Wow, you know, art affects people differently." Like for me, it's a big yeah. deal. I was, wow. Um, and then to think that I've gone from seeing that that portrait of Arnold in 1975 in Pumping Iron mm -hmm. to actually. He's got some of my work at his home now. That's just crazy. It, it's it's incredible. It's for, so was that kind of the first you know inspiration that you got when you saw that uh, portrait of Arnold being passed through the crowd like that? Saying, "I was like, I can do that. I can I can do something like that." Do you know, Alexander? I've always had uh, an unrealistic optimism, uh, but but sometimes it works out. You know yeah. what I mean? It, um, so like that, Arnold was like 1984 when I saw that. But yeah. uh, when, when I was doing the other stuff with the uh, celebrities and, and the, the football players, etc., um, I went to a supplement shop, okay, a local supplement shop, and there's a guy there called David, and he actually uh, he actually organises. I can't remember which competition it is. Um, a couple of competitions, bodybuilding competitions, he organises, and I got speaking to him, and he says, "Well, I actually know Dorian Yates." And I knew, I knew who Dorian was. Dorian won the Olympia the, the year I got married. And um, he said, maybe, maybe you might want to go down that road. So it was, it was like a light bulb uh, moment in the sense that I'd always drawn as a kid, you know, Hulk, Spider-Man, things like that. Right. Um, always been into bodybuilding and fitness. So the idea of uh, physique painting, yeah, perfect idea. It's really, I find it, you know, amazing that you kind of stopped painting and drawing for a good period of time until your daughter was born. And you were, and, you know, just to show you how talented you are, you picked it back up with such ease. That's, um, that, that's, that, that, well, I mean, I know you, okay, I saw that face, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, for, for, for most people, like for, for most people, it's, um, it, it you, for what I, for lack of, for better words, um, you do have a very, you know, gifted talent because not anyone can go and just, you know, do portraits uh, and whip them out in the next 20 minutes. You always had something. So the fact that you've taken uh, this massive break from painting, from drawing, and then you were able to approach it again, you know, hone your skills, um, really shows you how talented you really are as an artist. Well, thank you for that. Um, I do put in an incredible amount of work, though. I, you yeah. know, in fact, a weakness is uh, I don't know when to stop. 
Oh, if I've got an idea, uh, it's just kind of got to happen and I can stick with it and practice and make mistakes and come back until I can get there. But so it seems like a short period of time from doing nothing to getting mm -hmm. right back into it. But the amount of time that I put in there, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a lot. Just to make up for the years that you weren't painting or drawing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, also, you, you didn't mention you dappled with a different, a lot of different uh, materials. Um, so far, I know oil must have been your, your favorite, but what other ones did you come across that you enjoyed using the most? Charcoal. Charcoal. 100% charcoal. Yeah. I had a charcoal phase as well. I, had my, I, I think I still have my smudges here right next to me somewhere. Um, yeah. um, and that's actually what led me into, you know, getting back into painting myself. Mm -hmm. uh, because I was coming from an oil background then yeah. to, you know, just a graphite, you know, charcoal, and then all the way back into painting. But now I just use acrylic house paint. It works. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th I think it's a case of whatever materials you can use best. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like I, I sometimes get people that contact me and they say, is it a real painting? Um, and I know what they mean. Yeah. They mean, is, is, it, is it traditional? You know, is it somebody stood with oil in front of a canvas? Um, and the answer is no. But, but the way I think of that is, uh, you, you have to ask the question, what is art? And to me, you know, if, if I'm looking at something on a wall and I like that, I get, I get a feeling, there's some energy there, wow, it could be abstract, it could be anything. If there's some energy there, I don't care if somebody painted that with their toes, uh, using who knows what, I don't care. Whatever the end result is, I think that's the important thing. So. However, the art is created. If somebody looks at that and thinks, "Wow, that you know, that that's what I'm going for." Um, so, yeah, whatever materials you're comfortable with, go with that definitely. Yeah, also the artist has confidence in what they're using too. So, no matter what, whatever they do present, they are they're going to get some positive reactions from it. Um, yeah. So, Dorian Yates, uh, well, when did you paint him originally? You know, uh, I lose track of dates now. I'm getting to that age. Oh. I would say Dorian was Frank's 2009. Okay. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if Dorian was before or after Frank. I think, I think it might have been before Frank. So I, th I think Dorian was around 2008. And it, was, it, was it, excuse me again, was it traditional oil or was it digital oil? Uh, no. By, by that time, the conversation I had with the guy at the supplement yeah. shop who, yeah. who gave me the idea of contacting Dorian I'd already um, been involved with the celebrities um, and I was 100%, I call it digital oil because when, I mean, like the one behind me, Frank yes. Zane, I painted that digitally. Yes. It's been printed onto canvas, but it looks, it looks traditional. Exactly, because I was looking at it before and I was like, I'm afraid to ask you, it's like, is that, is that traditional? Is that digital? I don't know. That's how crisp and perfect it is. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, digital oils uh, is, is, I don't know if that is a phrase, it's a phrase that I use. It is, it is a phrase now, I'm going to start using it too, because I used to say graphic or digital art. I find digital oils, it just sounds more, uh, you know, profound, more, more, it has more intellect to it. I actually, I actually think maybe seven, eight people out of ten would, would just look at that and presume it's just been done traditionally. Um, there's very little to, to tell you otherwise, you know. 
and and who cares anyway? Yeah. Do you like it or not? That's that's all that matters to me. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, during that time, Dorian Yates, you 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 painted for him. What was his reaction to uh, to the piece? Well, I actually contacted Dorian, and um, well, obviously through the friend, the yeah. mutual friend. I mentioned that I'd um, I'd painted the portrait of Alex Ferguson, who at the time is kind of a big deal in England. Incredible football manager. Everybody knows who he is. And I, I said to Dorian, because uh, my plan was I, 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 would, I was hoping to contact Dorian, do some work for him, and he would be my springboard into bodybuilding, you know, because Dorian's a big deal. So I told him I had this idea. Uh, would he like it? And he said he'd be honored. Um, so I said, right, I'll go ahead. And I, I, it was like a collage piece that I did for Dorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the nature of, of how I create the art, I could put magazine covers around the side, black and white photographs in there. And that's the, the you know, that's what's great about digital art. You're able to do little things like that where, you know, when you work with, um, you know, traditionally, you, you can't or you can attempt, but it won't come out the same. So I, I, that already showcases the difference between you and, you know, a traditional style of painting. Yeah, and the other side of that is uh, any any painting that I do um, could ultimately be um, the size of a, of a building because you know you can print it as big or small as you like. Oh yes, uh, of course. I mean, I've I've how how large do you go, or how large are you allowed to go for your prints? Well, it, it depends which company that I use. Um, I think the biggest canvas size at the minute. Uh, it's a bit bigger than this one of Frank behind me. I think it's like 30 inches wide by by 40 inches high. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's about as big as most people want to go. But you can create banners and huge uh, wall art. In fact, um, I've got a customer in India, and it was seven feet high and 13 feet wide. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I've, I've actually got a picture. In fact, today I put a post up on Instagram, okay. and he he's one of those posts. He's called Sumit Banerjee, and. Uh, he bought a gym. He wanted some artwork for the wall, and wow, I'm just so happy to see that so big on that wall. Well, that that's that's amazing, especially when your work is put on such a large, large scale. This is like even much more of an appreciation for it too. Mm. Uh, no, I think your work should be in more gyms. I think that's that's your gallery. That's what it is. That's your gallery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend I've, I've met over the internet, he's called uh, Anth Bales, and uh, he's got a gym in Durham in England called uh, Ultraflex, and uh, he actually contacted me uh, with the idea of, at Gold's Gym, they have the Mr. Olympia pictures up on the wall, the huge black and white pictures, um, and I've pretty much, well, now I have done, I've painted every Mr. Olympia, and he said he's thinking of getting a gallery of Mr. Olympias, but using my artwork. Which you did I, every Mr. Olympia? Yeah, yeah, I've got all the Mr. Olympias, yeah. I, I don't know if I saw, including Brandon Curry too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done Brandon, yeah. Oh, my goodness. All the way from Larry Scott to Brandon Curry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, it's, you know, it's, it's like uh, the Gold's Gym in Venice Beach where they have every Mr. O on there. And uh, I think they should replace him with your pieces. <laughs> well, if anybody out there from Gold's is listening, yeah, let's go for that. I'm that's all that, for that. That's all, yeah, let's make that happen. So... So that so that's great. So he wants um, all of your Mr. Olympias in his gym. Yeah, so that's an idea that I, I've contacted a few other gyms yeah. with the same idea because, you know, for me, um, you know, if if I'm going into a gym, I like to see something on the wall that kind of 
you know, just gets you fired up. Um, and, and I think personally, you know, obviously biased, physique art just makes me feel like that. It, put, it puts a smile on my face because I know exactly where you're coming, where you're coming from. I think gyms become so commercialized lately that you never see, uh, you know, uh, your, your famous, favorite bodybuilder or athlete on the wall. If you do, it's because you're entering a gym that's been there for such a long time. It's, you know, oh, exactly. It's a traditional powerhouse and, you know, you're going to have those athletes walking there. That's the motivation. And yeah. I, I think we should, I think gyms should be more open to that. I agree. <laughs> so, um, uh, of course, so after Dorian Yates, uh, you made a great, uh, you know, painting for him. Uh, where did it take off after that? And which avenue did you find yourself going down? I think, I think uh, things kind of um, really moved forward for me when I, um, I joined Instagram. I think it was like 2017. Okay. So, wow. There's lots of, exactly. Yeah. There's lots of years in between things. Um, lots of gaps but uh yeah lots of gaps yeah i mean like so so like if dorian is 2008 and then instagram is like 2017 yeah it's crazy it's like where's my life gone but <laughs> there you are well see that that's the thing you you the minute instagram ha happened you gain more exposure but during that time were you just based off in the uk did you have any other uh u.s bodybuilders or companies uh contacting you I think, I think around the time that I painted uh, Dorian uh, and I painted Frank, I think it was about 2008 when the recession kind of kicked in, mm. certainly in the UK, and nothing seemed to be happening. Everything seemed to kind of lock down for a while. Um, you know, and I, I was hoping to, to really be pushing my art forward um, and things with celebrities and charity auctions, things like that, they all seemed to kind of dry up. And I don't, I'm not 100% sure what happened there. I think, I think I was a bit down with the whole thing. I'd kind of burnt myself out because I'd put so much energy into that. And I think at the time, I'd put an advert in a UK bodybuilding magazine advertising physique portraits, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't get one reply. And I, just, I was just kind of thinking, you know, maybe, maybe there is no kind of uh, customer base out there. So, yeah, I just kind of let all that go, just tinkered around, did a few things over the years, got on Instagram uh, late 2016, early 2017, started to post some work up, um, and then things kind of took off, really, from there. Were you still, were you still painting during that time period, during the recession? Uh, yeah, but just for, just for myself, um, and, and not, not much of anything, really, just, just when the mood takes me. I mean, you probably find it's the case with yourself that, it's not something you can force it's not like a job that you can 100% just you know you, there's got to be something coming from the inside <laughs> I, I you know what I've been thinking like that for years and I've never really had that conversation with another artist but no it, it, it is a passion that comes from an inside a perfect example last night I finally finished these like the background for one of my paintings and it's like okay perfect i had the colors i want i had the texture and i'm looking at it again it's not quite finished but you know what's going to happen i'm going to take like three weeks off from it before i get another idea then approach again and a lot of a lot of people who aren't artists don't understand that well why don't you just go back and do it tomorrow it's like no because yeah. it's not there it's not there yeah. and yeah it, it is it is i do like painting for myself because when it becomes a job not when i have so much commission pieces. I enjoy commission pieces, but when it feels like a job, it's not yeah. fun anymore. You want to walk away from it. 
Exactly. He's like, I, I don't, I don't want to paint your child. No, I want to paint a, a bodybuilder. I want to paint a model. I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it. That, I mean, I, I've. Sounds done, rude, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just true. I mean, I, I've had people ask me to do paintings of different things, and I I've just turned that down. And it's because I I know from, from my experience of myself that if I'm not if I've not got the the kind of energy the the enthusiasm or that kind of flow it just won't be it just won't come out the way that I would like it to come out and that might sound precious and whatever it 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 it, it doesn't it, because we understand that we we understand it as as artists a lot of other people who have no artistic background won't see it that, that way so they have a different they don't they do appreciate it but they don't have a, they don't understand the appreciation that's been put behind it um i can tell you one thing for sure like i'm never doing landscapes ever and no matter Me how, I, Me can't, I can't i can't i'm i'm not bob ross <laughs> yeah exactly no me neither um i mean like often uh you know i'll, I'll see i'll see like uh, somebody in a particular pose and i'll just think wow and then and then i just have to paint that yes right? Um, it's it's easy. I'm in the flow. I can't stop till I finish. Kind of a thing. There's this three, energy. Three a.m. Yeah. in the morning. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, all of that. But then if I get a commission, it can be so hard because I have to do this, and it's just easier, you know, like we've said, when there's absolutely no pressure at all. Exactly. I think when you put pressure on yourself as an artist, you know, the piece isn't going to turn out the way you expect it to be because you know you you demand perfection from yourself and you're too hard on yourself and nothing, nothing is ever good enough. The minute you do a piece that speaks to you, that you like, that you have no time period, like it's going to yeah. come out so much crisp. So when I look at, you know, Frank Zane back there, like you did that for yourself. You didn't do it for anyone else. Well, actually, yeah, the Frank Zane one, um, I can't actually fully remember what happened with Frank Zane. I, I, I think it was at the time I was looking, I was looking to get some names to give myself some kind of um, legitimacy, you know. Right. And uh, Frank actually sent me uh, the reference photo for this. I think this was getting ready for the uh, 79 Olympia, something like that. But th this is weeks and weeks before the competition. And it was just like a candid shot taken in the studio. But Frank said of all the photos he had, that was his favorite. So some people will look at that and think, well, Frank's not even hitting a real pose there. But Frank loved that. Um, and I love doing that, you know. So Frank's got that on his wall at home, which I just, I just love. I just love to know, you know, that it's on a wall somewhere and somebody likes that. It, it, that's, a, that's a good feeling to know too that your 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 work is hanging up in, in their um in in their house. Mm. Great feeling too. Yeah. I mean, of course, Arnold has yours, Dorian as well. Um, okay, so back back on track. When you got Instagram, what happened after that during that period? Um, well, I suppose <clears throat> the thing is with, with being an artist, and I, I think it's probably true of most, most guys who are artists, you're usually a complete one-man band. So you're producing the art, uh, you've got to do the social media, if you're going to advertise, you've got to pay for that, you've got to come up with the advertisement maybe. Um, and there's a lot, or in my experience, a lot of mental energy goes into that, and you can burn yourself out like I have in the past. So I... Once, once I, I got into Instagram, um, kind of a fire began for me of enthusiasm where I would be just painting one or two physiques a week because I really wanted to do that. 
Um, and then people started to contact me um, about commissions. Um, my followers increased. Uh, people noticed me. Uh, I, the thing I love about Instagram is you can tag somebody in a picture. Yeah. So somebody who in the past would never uh, uh, seen your work, you know, they live at the other side of the world. All of a sudden, they know exactly who you are. So yeah, Instagram's being a kind of steady away, slow burner. Um, that's got, you know, it's improved over time. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I am on Facebook, um, but for some reason, Instagram just works better for me. You know what? I can say the same thing for myself too. I've always found Instagram to be, you know, a platform that I spend my most time on just contacting other, um, you know, athletes, other people in our industries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of more people are open to speaking on uh, Instagram because they're able to see yeah. who you are, your photos and everything. So you are, you know, a, a legitimate, a legit person. Yeah. That's yeah, another thing. Yeah. So uh, moving forward from there, I mean, you've done, you know, a lot of, as I mentioned, a lot of old school bodybuilders like Samir. Uh, that's always one I've been interested in. So how did, how did that one happen? Did he get in contact did you, with you? Did you send him one of your pieces just like that? Uh, well, I follow Samir. I, I think I've tagged him in uh, posts uh, and he's seen my work uh, and I liked it and he liked it. And um the first bodybuilding magazine I, I ever got was like in 1982, and it was when Chris Nickerson won the Olympia. Um, but I, I remember the 83, uh, and I saw Samir, and I just, just incredible, you know, like I was like um, 14 years old at the time, you know, and even now I think Samir's got one of the best physiques of all time. Yes, I can go over. Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that is true. And... Um, the, the pose, that, the, the one that you might have seen where Samir's kind of doing the crucifix, his version of that like crucifix pose. Yeah, the, the most iconic pose. Wow. I mean, it just had to be done. You know, I, I think I think I'd painted that um, before. Because what, what I often do is, if I see something, like you said there, like, like iconic, mm-hmm. like uh, Sergio Oliva with the victory pose. Yes. It just has to be painted, right? So I, I do it anyway. And then um, quite often, people will see that and contact me and ask to, to get hold of that. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Samir there. I'd already done that. That was already finished uh, before he even saw that. <laughs> that must have been a great moment. So you just shipped it off to him after that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would liken it to, you know, some people think, why, why, are, you, like, why are you painting a portrait of, of Samir, for example? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I'm going to do it anyway, often. And it's like putting a car on the forecourt. You put it there because somebody is probably mm-hmm. going to see that and want to buy it, you know. Um, so it's like 50-50 of that with the way that I work. Mm. So it's almost like, you know, taking a shot in the dark when you tag someone in it. You know, you hope that, you know, someone is going to recognize what you're doing. And it's and originally you're doing it for yourself. And it just so happens that, you know, I'm going to post it and tag the athlete and see if, um, you know, they, they like it, and then f- go from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, there's nothing to lose. No, there uh, is. You know, I'm doing something that I love. Yes. Um, I can post it on Instagram. It doesn't, it doesn't cost me anything to do that. Uh, people can see it. If they like it, good. If they don't like it, fair enough. You know, that's art. Uh, and if the person who it's of likes it and wants it, great. Everybody's a winner. 
Yeah, it's um, I exactly the, the the key word that you just said. There is nothing to lose. If they don't get to you, they don't get to you. Fine. If if they don't, if they don't, and we've all been in those situations before. But when they do, you know, that's when you know you open the doors for uh, conversation, and oh yeah. oh yeah, and then you're able to receive just much more exposure uh like that and uh i mean i'm looking at your work right now on, on my phone again i just had to do some references and i mean who doesn't want to like write back to you and say oh my god this is incredible uh from sean ray woofering no dexter jackson i think the one i like i think we were working with a new style is the pop art of kai green oh yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah but you know uh, uh, alexander I've, I've done the painting of kai green the way the way i do what yes. everything that i do uh, and the pop art really was just um, just a filter, just a filter in an app. A, a filter um, in an app, okay. Yeah, That's and I liked <laughs> I, I liked the way it looked. Uh, the way it looked, you know, I posted that up. Um, Kai Green actually really liked. Um, he left a comment on one of those that I posted. I, I, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm actually reading it right now. Thank you for encouraging me through the gift of your beautiful artwork. I mean. It's absolutely phenomenal. And that man, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Such, right. like, we, we, we spoke about art. And when Kai yeah. talks, you let him talk. You don't even say a word because you don't want to interrupt yeah. the flow of his train of thought. And it's, it, it, it just, it's mind-boggling how he perceives things so much differently than the rest of society does. And he is a true artist. So he, of course, he doesn't have such appreciation for your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kai's an artist. You know, he's, he's a dancer. Yes. Uh, he's, he's built that physique. That's that's an art. Yes. Uh, the, the, the way he poses. Is yeah. Uh, he, he's got his own comic book, I believe. Yeah. Yes. King Kai. King Kai. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, he's just phenomenal. It's it's also it's fun it's funny because he actually puts his artwork on his supplement line too. So yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what can you say about uh, his uh, his work of art? His artwork. What do you think of I it? Love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, everything I've seen of Kai's, I like that. I can see where it's coming from. Yeah, that uh, that that rings all the bells for me. Yeah, il illustration is a whole other animal, man. That uh, <laughs> if you don't know how to yeah. tame it. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know, again going back to you might go in a museum and there's a pile of bricks, um, yeah. and some people they might just be blown away by that, you know, and that that is classed as art. I, I've had uh, I've had friends who who've seen like my Frank Zane. I've got another one, yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, same size, and they just think it's absolutely hideous, you know. No, who well, says that? Obviously, these are people who have no appreciation for any kind of bodybuilding, you know. Exactly, <laughs> but so, I'm still so taken back by that. It's like, how could you not have an appreciation for uh, a well sculpted physique? One friend says, uh, "Why am I looking at a man in his underpants?" And I thought, "Wow, I've never, I've never really considered it like that before." <laughs> but you know, it's horses for courses. Oh, exactly. I mean, yes, everyone, ha and that's the world of art, though. Everyone's going to have an, a different opinion. Everyone's going to give you constructive criticism, as I do in quotations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, look, you have to like it, and if you're painting it for a specific audience they're the ones who are, are going to have more of an appreciation for it so at the end of the day it's the athlete who, who, whose opinion matters the most yeah I, I agree i mean one thing that i think is sad um you know and again this is just my take on it on all of it yes that, um if, if you're a professional bodybuilder and you've put you know you've done like 12 weeks of prep you're absolutely chiseled you've got the spray tan you've done the posing everything 
And the only thing you've got to remember that performance by is a grainy shot from the audience taken by a friend. Oh, that's, that would be a nightmare for me. If I was to look back in five years, you know, at like the, the best package I'd ever brought to, to the stage. Right. And there was a, a grainy picture to remember it by. So the, the way I think about my artwork is, it, it, ideally it's something that would go on the wall and somebody could say, that's exactly what I did. And, and it would create that feeling of, you know, uh, pride. Oh, no, exactly. I think I would rather have one of your portraits uh, of me <laughs> than, uh, you know, something photographer and that's not to say you know there's a lot of great photographers out there in our industry that is for sure um but you know there's something about what you do that is genuine that is one of a kind so honestly yeah and it stands out from the rest that 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 is for sure like if i ever have a gym my goodness i'm calling you right away (laughs) yeah well yeah yeah please do that because that that's what it's about really you know uh, so moving from there, we're looking into, you know, probably uh, later two, 2000s after, you know, after you just got onto Instagram. Um, any, uh, you know, other events that took place during that time? Any other bodybuilders that you got in contact with um, outside of the UK, within the UK? Um, I tried to get in touch with Ronnie Coleman quite a few times. Mm. I mean, as good as social media is, uh, there's some people you just don't seem to be able to, physically contact yeah. you know what i mean uh it's like kai green left that comment fantastic comment on on my instagram uh i would love it if he wanted to come back and get that portrait but there's no way to contact him again do you know what i mean so oh it's God. like uh it's like a constant game um of fishing um i mean lee labrador's just contacted me oh lee. Okay. yeah i don't think he'll mind me saying that um so i i i, uh, I sent lee a message of maybe um getting my version of the uh, Mr. Olympia gallery uh, right. in his gym. You know, when the gyms reopen, it may be nice to freshen up the gym. Exactly. Um, so he's asked me, um, uh, you know, about getting a portrait together of him. So that's great. I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Things happen. Things don't happen. I'm putting work out there. I think that's an interesting thing about the, the world of art. You know, you may not hear back from someone or for a very long time, and then one day out of the blue, it just appears. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it'll be interesting uh, uh, also because, you know, Hunter Labrada, Lee's son, another you know, incredible physique on that young man. I can't wait to make his, uh, his pro debut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be a nice father and son portrait. <laughs> Maybe. Listen, Alexander, I'm up for anything. I really am. I mean... I think you should. I think you should mention that to Lee. I mean, also, you know, Lee's a musician as well. He is an artist, so of course he's going to have an appreciation for what you do. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens with that. But you know, I'm open to pretty much most things. Oh, I said. Um, have there actually? I before I ask if, you know any favorite other favorite bodybuilders, I do want to you know touch briefly on um, Luke Sounda who uh, passed. Yeah. Not too yeah. Long. Um, I, I saw, you know, one of your recent posts too, with the wings of an angel on top of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what can you tell us about, uh, Luke? If, did you have the chance to meet him? I didn't meet him physically, but, um, on my Instagram, there's a portrait and it's Luke with the side chest. Yes. And then there's some background photos. Uh, I think he's doing a lap spread and maybe a most muscular at the side of that. Um, and that's another one that I, I, I'd painted, I'd finished. Luke had seen that. Uh, and Luke contacted me about that mm. uh, on Instagram. 
and he was out of the country at the time and I, you know so he was he was uh, contacting me to buy the portrait and he says when he gets back to england thousand percent he's going to get the portrait really excited uh, and everything we uh with quite a few messages backwards and forward didn't didn't meet him in person and uh it kind of went quiet for a while i contacted him asking him if he was all right he changed his mind you know um and then the next thing i know i look on instagram in 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 the morning and just cannot believe oh. what's happened so so sad is it oh i can't believe how recent this was too oh my goodness yeah yeah so recent yeah um so the the one with the side chest um a friend of his um has contacted me about uh, creating a portrait of luke for him was it um, um was it Ben or James or something? No, no. Um, do you know what? I won't say his name just in oh. case. Okay. It's, ne it's neither of those two guys. Um, but it, it, he's also lost another friend uh, recently and he wants them both on the same canvas and he wants okay. them both with wings. Um, so I've yet to begin that portrait, but I went back to the one with the side chest mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, kind of a bit of a homage to the one that I'm going to do yes. uh, with the wings on there. Yeah, so tragic that, so tragic. Oh my goodness. I, I have to say, you know what, I've had the pleasure of meeting him too. Um, you know, such a great man. You know, he'll talk to anyone. He'll, he'll have, uh, I've, I've talked to, I think it was a few weeks ago, I almost talked to anyone who had, you know, an interaction with him, an encounter with him, and he just made you feel important, no matter who you were. Uh, you took the time to come and talk to him. You took the time to stand in line to see him. He will talk to you for hours on end. Um, such a such a down to earth man, and it's just tragic that um, uh, you you never know what's going on with, with someone. They hide it so well, and it's it's just sad to 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 really see that. Well, I mean, like 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 lots of other people, and maybe maybe more creative people. Uh, than the general population um, have struggled with depression and things like that. I have, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had chronic depression for quite a few years, probably during one of those places where I didn't do anything uh, with the artwork. Um, so yeah, I one hundred percent get the dynamics of what was going wrong there and, and how that situation could arrive. You read these naive uh, Instagram comments that he's so selfish, how could he do that? Sadly, or maybe it's a good thing, those people have no concept of the crushing darkness that, that can be going on in somebody's mind, even if their life looks fantastic and even if they're, they're upbeat uh, and humorous. You, inside everybody you know is a person that you don't, uh, you know, and it's, it's just so sad when it ends like this. Um, I mean, your, your words are, you're very, very true. And for those who I've met those individuals and you know what, I, you, you don't get angry at them. They just don't have an understanding or concept because they never had to go through, you know, something like right. that. Before. And, and it's funny. It's, it's not funny. It's, it is that true, but artists like ourselves, we've been through those States before and it, it, it's not a great place to be in. It's a very dark hole. I can tell you this, that if I don't paint, I, I know I'm going to go lose my marbles. <laughs> um, for lack of better words. But it, it's also, you know, it, it's an escape from, from reality. As much as a gym is, it, it, painting for me is an escape. And it's an escape for, for you too. So when you said to me that you weren't, I'll go, come back to this again, when you weren't, painting for that long of a time period i'm thinking to myself oh my god what else were you doing to keep yourself occupied because 
it almost seems like it was a part of you. Well, it, it's, it's, it's become a bigger part, you know. Uh, it, it was like, it's, it's just like a fire that's got bigger, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. I, I just think in general, artists uh, can be odd, you know. We are. Quirky, quirky yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, maybe do things that might be inexplicable. But uh, one day at a time, I'm here now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that I love. And if people love it too, that's just fantastic. Oh, my God. And especially when, especially making friends in this industry too, people that you can rely on and talk to. I mean, those are the individuals that you should keep close because those are the people that you can trust when uh, things do get hard and um, so on and so yeah. forth. I'm very fortunate to have those friends. And uh, I mean, I hope, I hope so you as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I've got a great family. I've got a great network of friends. Um, something you said there reminded me, I, I did a portrait of Jim Mannion. Uh, I saw that. Year. Yeah, maybe last year, the year before. You know, I know, I know uh, what a figure Jim's been in the industry. Mm. And uh, I, I just came across uh, a photo and I thought, wow, that, that's really cool. You know, that's really cool. Um, so I painted uh, Jim's portrait. I just put it up there on Instagram no agenda at all really i just put it there because i thought i like that i'm happy with you know i, I don't post anything unless i'm happy with it and uh Dang. Son, Dang. Yeah, yeah exactly and uh his son got in touch with me and um he, him and some of his siblings they bought that for jim for, for uh, father's day you know and i thought wow that's 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 gone from my house to to jim's uh private private gymnasium you know that's just great yeah, great. Love it. So <laughs> it's great to know that your work has become so international. Ah, oh, it's 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 so good to hear that. Um I got to ask you man, so what was your favorite uh you know bodybuilder that you have painted over the years? Do you know, um I know they're all your favorite, but which one if you had if you had to pick just one? That's a, that's that is a tough thing. I mean, in in general, because of how the light works and the color works i find that painting uh, black guys people of color uh that for me is easier you know like somebody like kai green or, yeah. or william william bonak well that was a recent poster where you and william ponak uh bonak doing a uh, most muscular uh, right yeah yeah well actually that portrait <laughs> is about two years old really but, yeah but it had a different background oh. so obviously the way that i work uh, i i got that uh, I got that painting out, uh, and I and I put a new background in there, which I prefer. Uh, but the, the way that the light is hitting William's physique, yeah, wow, that's just crazy. Well, that, um, that stage light right away, right away, and it's coming in. Yeah, I'm looking at it too right right now. I'm absolutely impressed by it. I don't think he's even seen it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's there, you know. Did you? I think you tagged him in it. Yes. Oh, you can. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't William respond to my stuff too every now and then. You, I mean, send it to him, man. Just send it to him. I think it, he has a gym too, so I don't. I think he will like that very much. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I just have a kind of casual optimism that uh, yeah, like, that'd be great if he goes for that. Uh, if he doesn't, I loved, I love putting that together. So, um, um, men in color. Uh, you know, yeah. those are the best physiques. Too. Actually, do you know, just, just asking my, my favorite there, I don't know if I've even got it posted at the minute because I tried to keep 
I, I, I go back and delete posts because I don't want to, I, I, I try to have about a hundred there. Okay. Um, so I'll go back and I'll delete some older posts and maybe repost them again in the future. But uh, I painted a, a younger Sergio Oliva a while ago doing a lat spread. Uh, and, uh, junior or? No, no, no. It was when, when Sergio Senior was younger and he had oh. his head. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and there was, it was on the cover of uh, Muscle Builder and it was a lat spread. And um, I think the background I used was like green or blue. It's a really bright background. But uh, it's just, for me, it's just got a real 60s retro feel. Um, and yeah, that, that might be my favorite at the moment. But a lot of people say my Dexter Jackson side chest uh, is their favorite. I, I have to go back to that one. I saw Dexter uh, momentarily here. Um, searching for it now. Well, no. It might not be there because, because I proved you just, Because you just deleted it on me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no, there it is. Okay, there, there it is. Uh, Dexter, uh, and it also says a retiring 2020 Mr. Olympia. This will be his last Mr. O2. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I, does he have one of your portraits as well? I forget. Actually, uh, me and Dexter are just finalizing the, um, the sale of this one. The one oh, that congratulations with that. I think this is going to be absolutely amazing uh, piece. Yeah. For, it's... It is the end of an era, that is for sure. But, uh, you know, Dexter is just uh, one phenomenal uh, athlete. Yeah. A absolutely, absolutely amazing. So out, out of your top bodybuilders, man, I mean, you know, Dexter Jackson, Kai Green um, have been nothing more but, you know, but inspiration for you. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's inspiration everywhere, you know, for me personally. Yes. Uh, you know, and sometimes I'll come across a, a photo of somebody who uh, they're not well known, but it's just a great shot, a great pause, and I, I'll just do it. <laughs> Actually, that, that, you know, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Is there any new, uh, you know, athletes or bodybuilders that you that you you've come across and you're like, wow, what a great physique. I got to I got to paint or I have to draw them. Um, one, it's not, not that recent, but um, there's a young guy called Wesley Vizzers. He's uh, in oh. the classic physique. Yes, Wes, uh, he's from uh, the Netherlands, correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's got a real look of a young Arnold, and he hits the pauses just like uh, Arnold, you know. And uh, I've done a couple of Wesley. Um, I've just got a very poor memory, Alexander. I'd have to have a look through my files to see. I've, I've done that much, you know, I mean, I've been on a roll for years. I've mm. done so many. Oh, my God. It's just difficult to, uh, to pull names out of the hat like that. Are, are there any new ones that you've come across? And they don't have to be specifically from like the IBB Pro League. There's, of course, uh, the, PC, uh, the PCA. There's a WBFF. I mean, there's amazing athletes all across. Yeah, there's, there's actually a guy. Uh, I think he's called. I'm not sure which federation he's in. Um, I, think he's, uh, I think his coach is Barry DeMay. I think he's called Tavi Castro. Tavi Castro. Yeah, now, yeah, I, I came across him by accident. You might not know him. I think, he, I think he's got over 2 million followers on Instagram. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know which, which division he's in. Um, he's a good-looking guy. He kind of looks Greek. I don't think, well, I don't, I don't think he is. On one forearm, he's got like three red stripes. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, Mel. Yes, he's coached by, when you said Barry, I was like, okay, the only athlete I know was, is of this guy, as I remember, recall his face. Um, but yeah, he has a great physique. 
yeah yeah and he and he has some really great photos on his instagram so uh that's kind of on the back boiler some something uh i'm definitely going to do something there because because i have to <laughs> you have to you, you have to, it's like, I have to. <laughs> you saw the photos like right there that's what i'm doing yeah i've got to do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, so it's not so much of where the person competes or how big of a superstar no. they are. It's like, I like your physique and you're, you yeah, draw inspiration it. for it. And yeah, I, I, right. yeah. yeah. And um, here's an interesting question. When someone approaches you like any other athlete says, Hey, I want you to do a portrait of me. Have you ever gone through like the photos? Like, look, I like absolutely nothing of, of you. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one to explain to people. Uh, and and if people if people are willing to pay you for something that you just got no there's just nothing there's just no energy your heart's not in that yeah it's uh, it's hard for people to understand that you might actually say no to a job uh in fact even saying it out loud sounds odd but yeah like you said it can be like that you can just there's just no va va voom there's no boom yeah i've got to do this you know no it's it's I, I think people make the mistake that, you know, paint, oh, it's like nine to five job. It's like, no, you have to have the passion and the drive because if you don't, as I, we mentioned earlier, you're, you're not going to create something you're confident uh, about. And, you know, you're going to show that through your work and then it's going <laughs> to reflect and the, the athlete is going to see it. And it's like, I, I don't get it. I don't like it. Yeah. You're, you're saving them the time and trouble by just saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I had a, I had a, a, uh, client in india and uh she um she asked me she commissioned a portrait for her husband who was an ex-professional bodybuilder in india struggling to remember his name now because i'm just terrible with names these days oh. it's a few years ago and um i painted this portrait and i really liked how it how it turned out and i posted it on instagram but i didn't realize that this was going to be a surprise present of this guy so he goes to work looks on instagram and sees his portrait on on my page and uh, he sends me a message saying he can't believe that I painted his portrait when I, you know, I've done Dexter Jackson and all these big names. And uh, I thought I'd ruin the surprise, but actually I think I'd increased it because he was so, he was so happy when he, when he got home and realized that his wife, uh, she'd commissioned that it was a surprise gone wrong, but he was just so happy that, that he got it, you know, and I, I, I was just great that I got a really, some really nice messages from him. Oh, that must've been a great feeling. Yeah, it was great. That. <laughs> oh, yeah it's nice fantastic um actually any new pieces in the work right now anything new any anything well, new well uh, the one that i mentioned of the chap who um wants a personal piece for his gym of luke uh, and a friend of his yes. who died lee uh, lee's going to get back to me um sometime shortly uh, i'm waiting to hear dexter to get back to me about the piece that's already finished. Um, yeah, like I said, one minute it's like loads of orders, loads of loads of messages. The next minute seems like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know that, that that's just how it is. That's the life um, of an artist. Yeah. But I'm but I'm actually going back to some older uh, works that I've done. Like I, I posted one the other day of um, a guy from the UK called Brian Buchanan. Um, Brian Buchanan. Oh, Brian. Yeah, it's like um, it's like a twisting front double biceps, almost like a side chest. I, I wouldn't even know what that pose is called. It, it's just a couple of posts back from um, William Bonac. Ah, okay. 
Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're just going like re to retouching up work right now, if any. Yeah, yeah. So, so like that one there with Brian, it had a very basic blue background, which I liked at the time. Right. And I went back in there and uh, painted the new background in, and I, I much prefer the new version. Um, so the, the thing is, even if I don't have any orders, I'm doing stuff for fun because it's like, it's like a hobby that I just have to slash want to do. Exactly. You, uh, same thing. If you don't have commission work, it doesn't matter. You're, you're still in the studio do, doing what you lo love to do because it's, you don't see it as a job. It, it's a hard hobby. And you know, the fun thing is, you know, from time to time, people will buy my work. Um, yeah. I think it's less stressful when you think of it that way in pose of, oh, I have to get all these paintings done. It's like, no, it, 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 it really, it really do doesn't work that way. And I've, you know, it goes back to, you know, saying again, um, if, if you're just not passionate enough to, you know, paint a certain person, paint, paint a certain figure, you know, you're just not going to do it. it you, you, just right. you know, it's like, I'm more than glad to refer you to anybody else, but I'm not going to yeah. go and do, do it myself. It's just not the same. Um, I like to, uh, I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Thank that sounds, that yes. sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I, it, it sounds so selfish and so selfish. I'm sorry. You have to understand when you're an artist, like you, you have these rules that, that, that are these unspoken rules that are amongst all other artists. Like I'm going to do it. If I like to do it, if I don't like to do it, I'll give you some, I'll give it the word to someone else. Exactly. We, we think so differently. And that brings me back to Luke again. I, no one understands what goes on in our heads, whether we are struggling with our own um, personal issues or how we perceive life or, you know, how we perceive art. It's yeah. our own mind and we can never explain it. We can't even put words on paper, but mm -hmm. it's just refreshing to talk to someone like you who has a, a good grasp on like where artists come from, where we all come from ourselves. Uh, mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. Um, actually, question for myself. Um, have you done any Canadians? Uh, Chris Bumstead. Okay, good. Yeah, God forbid you didn't do Chris, right? <laughs> oh, oh, and... Oh. Did you, did, I think it was Ian. Did you do Ian? Ian. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to butcher his last yeah, name. Yes, you're right. He's got, he's got a name that you keep looking at that and you're thinking, am I pronouncing this right? Yeah. Huge guy. Ian Valier. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, but I'm not really happy with that. So it's not really? on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll do another one of, of, is it Ian or Lane? You know, it's Ian. It's Ian. Ian, yeah. It's uh, I'll do another one of Ian uh, somewhere along the way because that's that's the kind of physique that it's like wow. I know. Um, who is the other guy? Antoine. Uh, no, no, I'm definitely going to do Antoine somewhere along the way. Yeah, he's, he's, he's another artist too, and a lot of people don't um, ne never seen a site. He's very abstract, um, but no, he's another great artist too, and he would. Yeah, you can tell. I can tell. I've seen his Instagram. You can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zane Watson. Yes, Mr. Watson. Yeah. Now, uh, I did a, I think it was like a most muscular of, uh, of Zane. Uh, he loved it, but he was preparing for a competition. He, he says he wasn't, wasn't in a position to do anything about that. Fair enough. Um, I actually put an American flag behind him. Oh, my background Because I completely did not realize that he was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> No offense, Zen, you know, just no. happens. <laughs> no, you just, you just fix that up, put the maple leaf back there. It's all taken care of. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. You see, the maple leaf, 
um, it's, it's a trickier background to make look as the stars and stripes just can look very cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've had other people, um, they want their, their national flag behind them. And it's just awkward sometimes because of the colors. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do understand where you're coming with that. And like, you can also explain it to them why it doesn't work. But, you know, sometimes if they just really want their, their, yeah. I just like, just do it. Just, just yeah, do it. yeah. It's I've done that once or twice. I just don't yeah. feel that happy with it. But, you know, you, it's just got to happen every now and then. Oh, exactly. So, um, you know, I would like to see, you know, you touch up Ian if you have to. But Antoine would probably be one of, you know, the, the next in line for sure. Well, Antoine was getting ready for a competition a while back and he had an injury. Well, he was getting ready for Brazil. And yeah. Before the pandemic. And then before then, he was going to do Toronto and then he tore his bicep. That's right. And he was posting some progress pitch, pictures that yeah. were like, wow. Yeah. And, and I had it in my mind, you know, if, if this goes where it looks like it's going with his physique, there was definitely going to be a physique painting there. And then he injured himself. So, yeah. Honestly, you can do one now of him and it'll give him all the motivation in the world to just get ready for next season. Or even if there is going to, I know there's going to be a season this year, but I don't think it's going to be as a triumphant as, a, you know, previous years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, especially uh, everything's been pushed back now until December. And speaking of the O, I mean, have you ever considered, uh, you know, go, going down to, to Vegas one year? You know, Dorian, uh, I had a conversation with Dorian um, back in the day. <laughs> He's back in the day now. Um, I, actually, I actually did go to a competition in England. Uh, and Dorian... Um, this is before Dorian had all his supplements and everything that he's got going now. He, he was doing something and he had a, he had like a booth at this uh, competition uh, and he encouraged me to have a booth. Um, and nothing really came of that for me. You know, I kind of made some posters of Arnold and some others. I sold a few. I think I might have even had this Frank portrait and an Arnold portrait with me. Um, and nothing came of it with that actual competition. But he, he said the same. He said, I think you should go to... Uh, go to the Olympia and go to Vegas and get a booth there. So, that, I mean, that feels like a, a huge step for me to get myself organized and get over there. Um, it, maybe it might happen. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like a good idea. I, I think it sounds like a phenomenal uh, idea. I know it's going to be a different crowd. Uh, that's for sure. We don't know if the appreciation is going to be there. I mean, Okay, I take that back. The appreciation will be there, but the artistic appreciation may, may not be there because you're, you're dealing with a whole different uh, environment. And it's hard to, to uh, collide both the artistic realm and then the bodybuilding culture and then put them into one. And I know, mm. you know someone as yourself has been doing that for, for quite some time now. But yet again, you've really made a name for yourself. So I wouldn't see why not. I think it's going to play in your favor in the long run. I think there will be a lot of questions along the way, but I, I think it will play in your favor, especially especially if you have like yeah, the help from Dorian and a lot of other pros too. And of course, I think they would come to see you and support you. Um, in fact, Frank Zane, the the portrait I did of Frank, um, you know, because I paint digitally, yes. and sometimes sometimes the client wants to purchase the actual original JPEG picture file, which then gives them the option to do anything they want. And uh, Frank made a banner i think frank's got a supplement range i don't know if it's something like a to z or he's got some supplements and this this is back in 2010 maybe and he created a banner that was like 10 feet tall 
on top of a pole. And uh, he was at some expo with that and he sent me a picture and that, that was fantastic. I just think the bigger, the bigger my work is, the better it looks. Oh you know, so if I was, was going to go anywhere, I would really want to take probably life-size portraits. You know, like, you know the picture that I sent you earlier of uh, Larry Scott with the yes. Joe Weaver portrait? Yes. yes. Something like that. I mean, they're just so impressive at that size. But we'll just have to see where it goes. That's interesting. Do you have a portrait of Ben and Joe Weider? No, no, never done anything of Ben or Joe. Not, not a bad idea. I mean, I, I think, you know, that the Weider brothers are originally from Montreal. So that's where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in our industry, they're just so very well recognized, so well known. Um, mm-hmm. That would be, that would actually be a good gift for someone that I know. So if you ever do it, please let me know. I, I think, um, I think the Weider family, especially the ones that are still here would very much like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I have a friend on Instagram um, called Tom, and uh, he's been around. Um, I mean, he, he met Dave Draper and Arnold and Franco back at Gold's Gym in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in the book, Pumping Iron, uh, I think it's somewhere near the back, there's a picture of Franco in the mirror, pausing. And in the background, you can see Tom, he's a young man. He's over at the picture curl bench or something. And Tom contacts me on Instagram. And uh, Tom actually gave me the idea because he's been in the weeder offices and all that over the years. Um, and he said, why don't I contact uh, the weeders about, you know, showing them my work or, or like you said, maybe doing something of Ben. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, there's only so many hours in a day. So right. what, I mean, what we really try to do is do something that I love and hopefully something that might bring some return or some interest somewhere along the way you know so yeah that might be something ben and joe somewhere down down the pipeline and you know i think that's uh that would be that'll be great a great way to honor them uh, too and you know what just thinking about on top of my head right now i mean there are so many pros out of um, canada and montreal that if i can just give you more connections i'll be more than glad uh to to do so and mm-hmm. it would you know it'd be great if you ever do try to do make the the visit to uh canada one day to montreal i'll be more than glad to meet up with you and take you to some of our museums i we look uh, montreal has such a european influence from the french and the english that i think you're going to look at the architecture and it's going to remind you of home instantaneously well in 2010 we were in canada uh, me and the family we actually uh, we went to the rockies we did probably you know what, what people would consider the usual tour of canada yeah, there, um, right there yeah oh it was fantastic we got a winnebago and uh, i think we had 10 days or two weeks uh, going through the rockies oh wow that was just fantastic absolutely unreal <laughs> yet i i see i've been to niagara i've seen the falls already i haven't been to the rockies yet <laughs> Well, you know, it's like me. I live in Eng- I live in England. I've probably been to London three times. You know, really, I, I see. That's the thing. I think, oh, everyone's seen Big Ben and all that. It's like, no, not really. <laughs> it's okay. I think when you live in a country, it's like no big deal. You know, people live down the road from Disney. Never go there. It's just one of those things in life. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you see, you see it on the passing all the time. It's not as much as a big deal as you think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So very good. So I'm glad that you have some, some new projects in the work uh, now. Of course, I got to ask you the question. Um, and, you know, I always ask it to all my artist friends. What artists did you uh, grow, grow up uh, being influenced by? Do you have any favorite artists well, then and yeah. now? Well, you see, originally my, my passion was comic books. Yes. And uh, 
Jack Kirby. I don't know if you've ever, ever read comic books, but uh, Jack Kirby uh, and Stan Lee back in the 60s pretty much invented the whole Marvel universe. Mm. Uh, Jack Kirby, uh, recently I actually got the, uh, the Marvel Unlimited app on my, uh, on my device. Oh my. And I've been, go I've been going back to the 60s and 70s and rereading the stuff that Jack Kirby did because for me, his artwork, just absolutely incredible, you know, incredible. But um, I suppose I actually got a book here. Uh, it's, by, it's by an artist called Boris um, Vallejo. I think that's okay. how you say it. There it is, all right. Yeah, and... Um, it looks, looks very uh, Amazonian. Okay, oh, yeah. there we are. That looks, like, know, that's like, that looks like Sergio. Yeah, exactly. Well, this fella, he has painted Lee Labrada once upon a time. But um, it's just, it's the kind of artwork. It's got the kind of colors. There's a lot of, I think, I think this chap's done a lot of like Conan. You know, oh, like, oh, uh, I was saying, I was just in Conan the Barbarian, E-Man. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, th those paintings, I sent you the picture of Larry Scott. Yes. They're, they're, they're in the Stark Museum of Art in Texas. Um, I mean, they look, they're 10 feet tall. I think most of the Mr. Olympias are there. You can't find any pictures online apart from the ones I sent you. But uh, I've forgotten the name of that artist, but his work. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, the one you saw of Franco. Yes. Wow. The, the one I saw of Franco, I mean, the first thing I w looked at this morning, I was just taken back. Yeah, me too. I, I think it was even just, you know, the, 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 the pigment, the skin complex was so... Yep, everything. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I never saw something, I never saw realism done on such a level where you, I, I was take I was... My, my breath was away. I'm lost of words looking at it. And the background itself was, oh, was Yeah, fantastic. Color. But my question, yeah. how, how come that, why doesn't the Mr. Olympia event kind of showcase the artwork that, that Joe Weider commissioned there? Because it's just stuck in a museum in Texas. Um, I was talking to uh, Patrick Stewart. Um, Patrick's wife commissioned the portrait of him a while back. And uh, they live in Texas. And she said, I think she said that's like uh, an hour away from where they live. And they had no idea it was there. So it's such a shame that uh, the artwork like that is unknown and seems like unseen. There, there's something to be said there. I, I think there's, a, you know, there's an opportunity to really discuss with Jim or, you know, Dan Solomon for the upcoming, oh, maybe, you know, for uh, the athletes who are um, so who are competing to to something to be drawn up of them for each one that steps on stage. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Um, I mean, you just give me an idea there. Uh, Jim Mannion's son, uh, JM. Yeah. I'm not sure. What it, uh, he calls himself JM. That's the initials that I, the I photographer. It, is it James? Maybe. Maybe. I, 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 I know Jim. I just don't know his son's name. I think, I, think he might, I think he might be called James, and also they call him Jim, but that's where the confusion is. He calls himself <laughs> JM. I could be wrong, and if he's watching, I apologize. But um, I'm going to contact JM and just put that idea to him. Does he know anything about these paintings? Does, he, does his dad have access to them? Do, do they have any photographs of them? Because to me, at the Mr. Olympia, if somewhere in the, um, in the event, they had those huge old school portraits mm -hmm. tying the Mr. Olympia right back to Larry Scott. I just, I don't know. I just think it's more, it's more of a show. It's got more, you know, va-va-voom, more oomph. 
I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it takes away the, the meathead aspect of the sport and gives yeah. it elegant artistic twist to it to, to, to make you realize and understand that this is an art. This is, this is a passion and a dedication. And we cannot, we can't keep associating bodybuilding with, you, you know, this, this hardcore, lack of better words, is meathead lifestyle because it's not. Yeah. No, there's exactly. so much more to that and creating that avenue for people to see will allow people to have a different understanding and, and concept of the sport. And also I think the way physiques are changing now too, they're becoming more artistic. There's more flow to them. There's more, yeah. there's more uh, realistic approach to have a physique such as this. I mean, with classic physique, it's right up there, but also some of the bodybuilders too in 212, you're looking at them, it's like, you know what? That physique flows really well. Um, Zane Watson is one of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Chris, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I really, like, I, I posted one of Bob Paris. Um, I, I'm looking at that right now. I saw it. I'm First of all, the background for that, extraordinary i think perfect on how you play with it but bob is another great physique i know exactly i mean even if you didn't know he was a bodybuilder that pause everything about that for me is like 100 percent art you know i think most people could look at somebody like bob hitting a pose like that and just think wow that's in, that's for me it's inspirational but that's but, such an appreciation and you were talking about your friends before it's like why do i want to look at a gentleman in underwear it's like well you look, at, <laughs> look at this look how beautiful yeah. this is it's like you can't say why do you can't have a comment like that and and not and on, on have an appreciation you you you'll have you'll change your words instantaneously you, you, you because you put your foot in your mouth earlier <laughs> yeah but the one of bob um bob paris you're looking at there Yes. Uh, originally, that's probably two or three years old, and I think the background was kind of uh, some some hues of brown. Okay. Um, and I, and I I got that out the other day, and I thought, you know, I've been experimenting with uh, kind of new backgrounds and colors and different things, and that background that I, that I've done there for Bob, I, I think it's a thousand times better than than the original one. So it's nice to be able to get old work and refresh it, you know. Well, that's what's great about digital oil, digital artwork, is that you can go back whenever you want and refresh it, and then you have a complete new print. Once you do a painting, it's kind of done. You can't really. <laughs> so yeah, you're, exactly. yeah, so you have to have so much. Well, that's the great thing about what you do is that you can go back and retouch up. Like, you do a painting, it's one and done. So you have to make sure that um, it, everything is to par. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Has Bob, has Bob ever seen this one? Have you ever you know, seen I, I mean, again, that, that's, that's a portrait that I did for me okay. <laughs> um, and, and anybody who would like to look at it. Um, I, I mean, I had a look around for Bob and there's a lot of people called Bob Paris and I didn't come across an account that actually looked like him. I, I think I can help you with that. I do have his account. He's very low key now. I believe he lives in British Columbia. Um, He's an author and he just does his own thing. But um, yeah. let's see if I can find that for you uh, later because he is still very active. Within well, if, different if, reasons. if you find it, I'll, I'll tag him. I'll tag him in the, in the portrait if you, if you find it. Yes, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll let you yeah. know. Right after this, um, I'm going to look for that for you just for sure. Uh, for sure. Oh, great. So um, glad to know that you, you know, you're working on some new pieces. And I, I too should look into more illustration design artists because besides, you know, um, 
Oh my God, Stan Lee. Almost forgot his name for a second. Uh, Stan Lee. I don't know anyone else. I just grew up with the realm of you know, uh, you know, the the artists from the Baroque era, and you know, Pollock, Gerhard Richter, you know, Roy Lichtenstein. Um, one of my favorite artists from Quebec is uh, Jean-Paul Riopelle, which he's um, which he's an abstract artist. And they called him the Canadian Jackson Pollock. And then there was at one point they were calling Pollock the American Jean-Paul Réopel. <laughs> and, that pissed, and, that, and that pissed off Pollock very much. And knowing Pollock, <laughs> he had already had a temperament to begin with. Yeah. Oh, dear. You no. see, I'm, I'm just complete tunnel vision, me. Um, it's like um, the, thing, the things that I do, the tools that I use, uh, I don't really know that much about them. You can go in depth. You can be a coral painter, master, this, that, and the other. I have no clue. Uh, I, I make a few tweaks on Adobe Elements 10, which is probably like five editions out of date. Um, <laughs> I just, I mean... Five even, editions out of date, and you do that kind of work? Yeah, and, and this, this tablet and pen... How is it? This, this cost me 35 pounds, right? But there's, there's a company called Wacom, or Wacom, I don't know how you say that, and it's very expensive, it's professional illustrators and i just find that this I, I can do what i want with this so i'm just uh i don't know well listen that goes to show you it's not the tools that make the artist it is the artist who makes the artist that's it it is it is the raw talent that you already had you sir you could have charcoal from a natural twig <laughs> outdoors not even compressed, and you can make better work than most people who have all the uh, technology in the world, who have all the latest editions of all the graphite pens. It's that, that is actually a good point that you've made there, you know, because I've had people in the past kind of uh, intimate that if, if they were using what I was using, they could do what I'm doing. But no, no. If, if, if you give two people a pencil and a piece of paper, they're never going to get the same results with exactly the same tools. Uh, and it's the same digitally. It, 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 there's always something of the person that can't be replicated by what something else, somebody else is doing. What I find, anyway. Exactly. Um, no, it, 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 that goes without saying that it's it's all about the the artist. It's all about the, the raw talent. And I, I'm saying it again. I can't believe you took such a long period. And then <laughs> you, you know, got, got right I, back into it. Until, until you contacted me and I actually thought uh, about the time periods involved, I just, I just hadn't realized myself how, how long it was. 82 until 2001. I don't think I did anything at all, literally anything at all, which is a shame. But you know what? Maybe I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I'd have done it another way. So, you know, I'm just happy to be where I am now doing what I'm doing in the way I'm doing it. I'm so happy for you. Is there anyone in the family following your footsteps? Nobody. Nope. Nobody? Just you? No. Nope. Uh, I mean, I've got a daughter. She's 18. I was, uh, and, and when she was younger, uh, she was doing some really great drawings. She was drawing all the time. I don't know if she got self-conscious or lost interest, but there's definitely something there. You know, just reminds me of me, actually. Looks like, looks like she could do something and then doesn't bother doing anything with it. And so, then waits, waits another 20 years before they do it again. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, uh, you know, I would encourage her to kind of um, try the tools that I'm using if, if she ever has the interest. But obviously, she has to want to do it or, or nothing will happen. I completely uh, agree with you. I, like, I even took a, a break from painting and drawing for such a long time. 
after, you know, I got out of um, the art schools when I was much younger. Then, you know, just that big gap is like, I'll remember sports, 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 sports. And it's like, so this day, it's still sports. But there was a point where I was getting older and I said, well, you know what? I graduated in sports and sciences and I want to do art school in university. And I finally got my bachelor's degree in fine arts. Um, yeah. And I was like, and I went into it thinking to myself, I don't belong here. Because I don't portray myself as an artist. I don't look like a traditional artist. Um, no, well, yeah, me neither. Yeah, and it, that's the thing. And, well, in my environment, it was like everyone was, you know, not, not to bash any of the artists I know now, but canned food, you know what, just roughed up clothes. That's um, right, that's right. Spoke with such passion in the work and do, making so many references to so many <laughs> artists. And, there, I'm there, and I'm there, well, I just, I like the colors, they're nice. Nice. Yeah, there yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I actually remember um, I one of the uh, the, the first the first uh, athlete the uh, the footballer that I met with. When I went to meet with him, um, I, I'm I'm six foot one. Um, I think I'm about two hundred and fifty pounds, and um, and I work out. I'm you know I'm an all, I'm an all right shape yeah. for what I do, and um, he was like I think he was like five foot seven, athletic guy, you know, and he he made the comment to me that he was he was expecting to see an artist, right? <laughs> but it's what you just said. People think of like a, like a pencil neck, yeah. uh, you know, greasy hair living in the mom's basement. And sometimes it's not true. No, no. And you know, it surprises you. Uh, you must tell people like, Oh, when they ask you, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm, I'm an artist. It's like, no, you're not. You're some sort of accountant, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody believes. I don't think, I think if anybody tells somebody they're an artist, people, people just, for some reason, don't believe that it's an actual thing. It, no, it, it could be an actual thing. I think you just have to have the proper business. You have to be very business savvy uh, and you have to have the right people managing you. It's very rare to, to come across, but uh, I, I've met, you know, a lot of great artists who, who have that, who mm. are, are gifted with that, or at least like they've had, you know, someone very close to them that has helped them uh, yeah. w with that too. But um, it's all about making connections. It's all about who you know. And um, it's all about how really good you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's and about. I'll, I'll say it again, sir. You have such a talent that I think the world really needs to know more about your pieces. So I, I, I do hope to see you at the O. I, I really do. Well, that is something I'm going to put in the uh, suggestion box of my mind. Very we'll good. see what happens with that. Oh, good. And you know what? I hope, uh, you know, we figure something out for you for the Olympia. And uh, once again, I can't wait to see more pieces that, that you're going to create within the next uh, months to years from now, because uh, I'll say it again. You are incredibly, incredibly talented. Well, that is, that is very kind of you, Alexander. I'm just doing something I want to do. I love doing. It turns out the way I want it to quite often, which is good. Uh, I just think if something was to happen to me and I, and I just died and then somebody went to Frank Zane's house and saw my portrait on his wall and they said, wow, I really like that. Great. Job done. I'm yeah. happy. And you know, they, you just want your legacy to live on through your artwork. Yeah, well, I mean, chances are it could do. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. And now that that is, and um, you know, I think I think it will for for a very long time. Um, any advice you have for young artists, you know, whether they are just starting or you're just trying to figure out um, their style right now? Any any advice for them? Um, well, when we were speaking earlier, you know, if if you've got a 
if you've got a leaning to a certain style uh, or certain um, materials that you want to use, I think you definitely need to stick with that. I think if you try to force yourself to do something different, um, you're just going to waste time. You know, maybe maybe hit a dead end. Um, but if you if you're wanting to uh, kind of get known, um, maybe make some some money from that. Um, <clears throat> I read a book. What year are we in? <laughs> I read a book in two thousand and five, six. Okay. And I think it was called um, Six Ways to Get Free Publicity," something like that. The, 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 it was talking about free publicity, and it, it, it basically said, if if you're going to do something and you want to make something of that, you need to be able to stand out from the crowd because millions of people are doing what you do. Uh, so you need to find a way to get yourself, get your head above the crowd. Uh, and one of the things that it said in the book was, if uh, if there's a charity that you're okay with, you know, because maybe you're not okay with them all, if there's a charity that you're okay with, usually uh, celebrities are involved in, in charities. If you could donate something that could be sold for a charity that you're okay with, you might find yourself in the newspaper. Uh, or you might find yourself on television. And if you do, it's just a way of going up the ladder, you know, uh, and getting recognition. Because the truth is, um, there could be thousands of people out there who are a much better artist than me or the person that we're talking about. But if nobody knows who they are and where they are, you know, they're never going to get seen, are they? Which is a shame. So you, you need to have a plan for getting seen. You need to be able to do it as cheaply as possible. Uh, I think social media uh, certainly allows for that these days. But uh, if you love it, do it because you love it. And if if you can make some money as well as that, fantastic. Um, you know, I read something the other day and it was saying, what is success, right? You know, the word success. And uh, this, uh, this guy in this book said, success is the continual accomplishment of goals worthwhile to the individual. So if you can go through life with goals that mean something to you, uh, you know, and you're achieving those, you have been a success, right? Now, if you make loads of money or you don't, that, that could go either way. But to have this feeling inside that what you're doing matters, you enjoy what you're doing and you're succeeding at what you're doing. For anybody who is an artist um, swimming against the tide, just love what you do. Keep on doing it and find people who love what you do. I don't know if that makes any sense. You know what? Um, I think a lot of people needed to hear that. And I think we're going to leave on a very high note um, after this episode. So, um, Chris, thank you very much uh, for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Uh, for everyone out there, please go follow uh, Chris Dant Physique Art for you. I will make sure to put his. Um, his uh, account in, in the bio, whether you're listening on Spotify or Anchor. Um, Chris, once again, thank you so much. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best and we'll stay in touch from here on out. And that's us signing out for uh, today. So everyone take care, enjoy your day and be creative. Be creative, everyone. Take care. Thank you.